11 minutes it is after 8 p.m. Now, many of you would be familiar with uh, what had uh, unfolded in the medium-term budget policy statement uh, yesterday and uh, coming as it did uh, just after the June special adjustment budget where we saw some uh, downward revisions there to uh, key baselines across different budget votes. And uh, it seems now that uh, one of the areas uh, where a lot of those um, reductions have occurred uh, is in relation to infrastructure spending uh, in higher education institutions. And uh, we've also heard uh, that the Treasury is proposing a review of the financial support provided to students uh, in the tertiary education sector as it tries to rein in expenditure and stabilize debt. And uh, uh, it seems, I guess, uh, the trade-offs uh, might uh, seem very apparent. And uh, you certainly wouldn't fault somebody who says, uh, you know, to go and give uh, to an SAA, certainly outlining some of the trade-offs there. I'm joined on the line. Uh, to uh, talk about this briefly by national organizer of the South African Students Congress, Sasko uh, Atengosi Mabona. Atengosi, good evening to you, Mshagas Gunjan. Greetings, Daiwonga. Uh, greetings to the viewers, to the listeners of uh, Metro FM across the country. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Ati, I mean, I was saying last night uh, to somebody that I, I'm quite surprised by. Uh, I guess, you know, how, how silent many student organizations have been, even just after the June special adjustment budget, especially when it comes to the budget cuts that affect infrastructure in TV colleges and some of the infrastructure in historically black institutions. What do you make of uh, some of the downward revisions that have occurred? And more importantly, what implications do you think it's going to have on students in some of those institutions? Uh just a point of correction a bit. Uh, we have not been silent as a South African Student Congress. Recently, we have held the National Day of Actions where we marched to all premiers, but the national march was in Pretoria where we marched to the president. Unfortunately, we were responded to by a bullet. Other marches were taken to, 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 to Cape Town in Parliament. It's also a national posture of a march. But our match, part of its content was that TV sector must be transformed to be institutions of choice. And among other demands in the, in the memorandum was that there must be revamping or development of infrastructure. And there must be a grant allocated for development of this infrastructure, especially in the historically black institutions and your TV colleges, because the infrastructure is not attractive and therefore uh, you'd find less students willingly going to those institutions. So I think as a South African Student Congress, we listened to the mid-term budget by Comrade Tito, and we have this view that the budget was undermining to the president. The president has given us a recovery plan that we said is pro-poor in the working class. But yesterday we listened to Tito, Tito undermining blatantly the, the president and giving us a budget, that a revised budget that is anti-student, anti-development, anti-working class. I mean, you have heard recently of unfunding of students, about 5,000 of them by NSFAS. You have heard losing of jobs by many parents, because immediate funders of uh, our students are their parents. You have heard uh, them losing their jobs, some uh, being reshuffled, being um, retrenched and... Uh, there's been a reworking of the budget by some companies. So you are having here a treasury that seeks to run a parallel state. And uh, contrary to a popular view, as South African Students Congress have said, there's no stimulus package here, really, because we have just taken from a family in Gandla, 
and given to the Fanfuer family in Sentin, taking from the poor of the poorest uh, because high institution of learning, the majority there is young people who are coming from poor and working class background. These students are not homogeneous from of their class. These students are poor in the immediate. You have a budget that says to say this high education is not needy of budget, but ESCOM is more needy, which in our, in our view we said, no, 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 no. This is madness because you can't say you seek to develop a nation, but you cut from a, a, a sector that will stimulate demand for, for employment, that will stimulate development in general. So I'm saying, uh, Tito, it's time that the president takes care of him. Uh, the reshuffle that must come soon as tomorrow must take out Tito from the cabinet. L must be removed from treasure because he seeks to run a parallel state from what the vision of the president is and the broader mass democratic movement. Uh, and we're saying no to taking money of uh, poor students to a SAA, to ESCOM that is badly ran, SAA that is collapsed governments, governments, SAA that can manage its finance, uh, finances, and all state entities that can't really ma- manage their finances. So I'm saying, uh, you are extending an academic year because of COVID, extend funding of students, because you can't say you are cutting budget uh, of uh, higher education. It would mean that you are cutting allowances maybe in December or January, but in academic year for some institutions ends in March, April, and uh, 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 May others, uh, very few in May. So we are saying we are against this uh, mid-term budget, and we are saying if the president can't take care of uh, Minister Tito, nature must take care of Tito. What do you mean by that? How's it in nature must take no, care? Actually, what, what do you mean? <laughs> no, no, we are saying, Ayabong, uh, if uh, the president has not portrayed enough decisiveness, uh, nature is its way of taking care of its people. Uh, it borrows us people, and it has a way of taking them from us. I'm an, I'm an uh, at, 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 don't speak in riddles. What, what are you saying? Uh, the South African Student Congress has said, we must say, Tito must go back to cooking at home in Kiani, or nature will take care of him. That is a message we are leaving for the... Ati, I want us to pause here for a second and take a quick spot break. When we come back, the riddles that we're coming with, uh, do explain it, uh, because I think you, you don't want it to be misinterpreted as something else. But when we come back, I'll also uh, get a sense from you whether or not you see this as a reversal of some of the advances that the broader student movement has made in the last few years or so. We'll take this break. And when we come back, I continue with the national organizer of SASCO, the South African Students' Congress, uh, and we're in conversation with him, Atengwasi Mabona. Uh, joining us here for our Thought Leader Thursday segment. Stay tuned. 20 minutes it is, or now 21 minutes after 8pm. It's our Thought Leader Thursday segment, and today we uh, are reflecting, I guess, and getting reactions on uh, the medium-term budget policy statement from the student movement, uh, talking this evening to the South African Students' Congress, SASCO, uh, and uh, talking about uh, some of the downward revisions to the baseline of the budget vote for higher education and training and the implications that that is going to have on students, and in particular students, uh, from poor and working class backgrounds and uh, looking at a table uh, just at the moment in front of me um, 
uh, of expenditure by budget vote and uh, if you look uh, initially a cut during the first appropriation of around 1.7 billion an additional cut of 1.6 billion now in the second uh, adjustment appropriation which was announced yesterday uh, effectively leaving uh, the adjusted budget for the department uh, at around uh, 90 uh, uh, or 940 million or somewhere there uh, and uh, I guess actually you know the big question and maybe before we get to that big question I'm well to what you were saying before we went to the break uh, because I don't want you to be mis misunderstood so maybe you must clarify it so that uh, as we have the conversation you are initially suggesting that certainly you're not in support of the finance minister and uh, you think uh, that something uh, ought to happen but maybe Katwisa because it sounded a bit like a riddle uh, much like people okay. often say, thanks. nature does not entertain a vacuum, you know? Okay, thanks, 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 Diabong. Uh, uh, let's say, put uh, it clear and categorically that we are saying, of course, death is an extreme. Uh, but if the president can't take care of the minister in Tito, uh, of course, uh, Tito has been anti-poor since he took over office. He has been anti the working class. He has been anti Africans and blacks in majority. Uh, so he must leave a, a planet Earth if needs be, because he is of no purpose to our revolution if he still presides over treasures. A treasury that is proven now and again to be cutting, cutting, cutting from us. Uh, but adding on the other side, because mainly the beneficiaries of ESCOM, whom had looted it before, whom continue to loot it, the beneficiaries of many state-owned entities, mm. are the capitalists of this country who continue to benefit at the expense of the workers, continue to benefit at the expense of the mass majority, uh, which is Africans in, in general. Yeah, uh, okay. No, absolutely. And, and, and I think just maybe on that score, I, I want to maybe clarify that uh, I think we can't wish death on anybody. Uh, so, I mean, I'm glad that you've been able to clarify that because uh, we wish death on somebody. But I think to the point you're making now, I'm quite interested in, in whether or not you see the last 18 months is a reversal. I mean, uh, just in terms of the resourcing of the higher education sector, in line with the struggles that have been fought on campuses around, uh, you know, uh, a free, a quality, higher decolonized education, uh, uh, whether or not you see this current moment as one that has really been beset by many reversals. Uh, I mean, our gains of our struggles have been reversed in the space of eight months. I mean, mm. about five years ago, were on the streets demanding a uh, field to fall. We won part of the struggle in 2017 to say, of course, there would be a cap of about 350,000 from zero to 150. Those would qualify. There would also be interventions for the missing middle. But there would be provision of fee-free higher education for those who are poor. Now, we, can't, we don't foresee a, that kind of future with Tito at the helm of treasure. Because President goes this side to say, no, uh, the recovery plan would be pro-poor and working class. Tito goes this side and cuts budget from these very same working class uh, institutions. The very same sectors that need 
budget more than the others. I mean, health and education must be prioritized at all times. Uh, so we're saying we see his intentions. His intentions are biased to those who are owning means of production of this country. His intentions are to fill their stomachs more and, and now and again. There is no need, in our view, to say uh, you are having a stimulus package when you've just taken from us and given to them. Because there's no money that has really came in. If you do mathematics there, you find out that they've taken from this uh, department, given the next department. Cut mm. from this department, given to uh, state-owned institu- uh, uh, institutions, entities. You take from this, you give to this. So we're saying we will await a stimulus package where you would have a really money injection, money injected into the state to say mm. we're coming in to save South Africa, we're coming in to save our revolution, we're coming in to save higher education in particular because with sure. absence of higher education or with the declining numbers of intakes in higher education because surely next year we guarantee you that there would be and as far as that would have less money, mm-hmm. you'd have mm-hmm. more students frustrated with funding. You still have, I mean, a, a, an administrator at NSFAS who is uh, really, really, really anti us. Mm. Uh, Who's that, Randall? Randall Carolison? Dr. Randall. Well, mm-hmm. first, uh, mm-hmm. Minister, appoint a board, appoint a CEO. Uh, but uh, our, our call is fallen and deaf on deaf ears. We've mm. been picketing there. There's been collapse of bargaining councils. There's been collapse of administration there. He's firing mm. and uh, appointing as he pleases. But we're saying to yeah. the president, now is the time that we relook into even the funding model of NSFAS because mm. we can't have 350 now when even prices have increased due to COVID sure. and other uh, uh, economic crisis that were just with the picture you've painted of what's happening at the national student financial aid scheme um does this close uh, i guess a chapter in in uh, the calls that you've been making uh, for an expansion of that net beyond just those who have a annual household income of three hundred and fifty thousand to capture that missing middle i mean if 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 there's even the treasury no, no, calling no. for a Our review, even if there is a review on the part of the treasury saying, let's even think about the 350, does that close the chapter for you in terms of fighting for a missing middle that would even expand that beyond that 350,000? Our call, recent call, uh, has been that 350 is not enough. Uh, let's increase from 350 to 600,000 cap, say, and then from 600,000 to at least 900,000, you would have your missing middle. That would, those that would recategorize as missing middle. Because mm. uh, we are of the view that uh, the 5,000, uh, their parents would just increase their, their, their salaries with just maybe 20,000. Uh, then there's uh, deductions and deductions. The other students comes to us and says, they, Household income was 350 when I qualified, but now there's been an increase of salary. The household income is now 320 of 50 of 82. Mm. So you see, the increase is not is not much. It's about 30,000. It still does not mean that those parents now suddenly afford. It still does not mean that those parents 
can now take their students to higher education. I mean, I've pointed a picture of retrenchments, mass retrenchments in both public and the private sector. Uh, we have painted a picture of increase in books and increase in uh, far in, uh, in in delivery of uh, teaching and learning. Uh, I mean, there was even a, a situation where Ayabong, you had the Minister of Higher Education, Dr. Blake, coming and say, all NSA students would get laptops uh, and we've been waiting. Uh, and then uh, you have a cutting of budget. I mean, there's really madness that is going on in the sector. Mm, uh, mm. That you and promise this yeah, and then you can't deliver. And we still yeah, I, don't foresee that laptops will come in anytime soon. Ish, ish, ish. You know, you know, just with the picture that you're painting uh, for me, at, I, I mean, I, I'm sitting here saying, you know, there's so many issues. On the one hand, there's the budget cuts that we've seen. Uh, there's uh, the instability at NASFIS that you're talking about. There's this challenge of the missing middle that you're making reference to. And I'm interested because, I mean, as SASCO, you, you don't only represent students, but you're also a political actor in your own right. Uh, you're part of the mass democratic mm -hmm. movement. You're part of the broader uh, forces within, uh, you know, the governing alliance. Uh, and I'd be interested, I guess, does this state of play or lay of the land, or, or you would maybe say balance of forces, change how you are going to engage in many of those platforms within the broader alliance and within the broader MDM? Of course, we've begun our engagement in uh, a subcommittee on education, health and technology. Uh, and I've been saying to that committee, subcommit of the ANC NEC, it's really been toothless all, all these years. It must begin to bite. Uh, we've engaged in how we want it on board. It's our strongest ally today. Uh, everywhere we go, we go with it. We're going to use uh, next week, this week, um, to, to pick it on, on the lines to say the vice chancellor must go, the council must go. Uh, the party has been absent, the Communist Party, uh, and its league has been rarely found nowhere. Uh, but we're saying, we're engaging who, who everyone. Who has been found nowhere? Who is found the nowhere? Party. The, Communist the Communist Party. The Communist Party and, and, and its... Yeah? And its league. Uh, I mean, I, I, I doubt you have even heard anything from the party reacting to the mid-term budget. The working class is under attack. The vanguard of the party is silent. Uh, but we're saying as a, as a South African Student Congress, there's still a room for engagement. We're engaging everyone to say, there is a crisis in government. There is mm. a crisis in particular in the treasury. Uh, there's been an hijack of the state by treasury and creation of a parallel state that has its own vision contrary to what the president has. Mm. So we're saying, those has been those have really contributed to the shift of how we see uh, we we narrate with the state how we even relate to the ANC. I mean, you would know, Ibong, that we and the ANC were just in alliance. Any day we can wake up and go to Congress and say we are no longer we no longer want this alliance. It's no longer beneficial to mm. us. Is that something you're, op you're exploring as an option? Yes. Uh, On the eve of local government elections, each and every Congress. It has been coming in each and every NGC that we held that students are saying, we're really tired of this ANC because for years and years we've been saying we're enjoying a complementary and a contradictory approach with the ANC. But it seems that every time we contradict the policies of the ANC or the way ANC does things, we're perceived as enemies. 
mm. uh, were persecuted, were taken out of the street. Okay. Were supposed to always praise seeing the leaders of the ANC, the expert of the student movement that much. But when they go to campuses, they want to address mass meetings, they want to address uh, halls that are filled with uh, yellow t-shirts. Uh, mm. But they are not cognizant of our struggles in the sector. They sure. are sure. showing us a little finger. Whenever there's a truth must fall, there's a Tibet must rise, there is a student accommodation crisis, there's all of these crises that we have in the sector. Uh, you would find the ANC silent. Mm. You'd find gov its government, uh, the only thing you'd find is a response to government is interdict uh, or the sending of police to go disperse uh, students who are poor, just picketing and saying, we demand one, two, three, and four, five. Uh, which in, in the, at the center of it is transformation of the sector and our country. Sure. Ati, uh, I guess to be fair to our listeners, uh, to the point we were making earlier about uh, uh, sort of no response coming from uh, one of uh, your alliance members in the MDM, the uh, South African Communist Party. Well, they did share something, certainly with uh, some of us over the last day or so. Uh, I think it came through earlier on this morning. So I'll try and get my producer to share that with you. But uh, uh, I certainly appreciate you taking time out to speak to us uh, this evening and uh, sharing some of those insights uh, and uh, I guess maybe a last uh, uh, comment on your end would be, uh, what message would you send during this difficult moment to South African students um, about, uh, I guess, what needs to happen? Uh, because it does seem, as you say, uh, uh, that the sector has experienced some reversals. And uh, what assurance are you going to give to students that you're not going to cede any ground on this score? Uh, we are going on the ground now. Is it known that we've been reclaiming all SRC elections that have been sitting? because then yesterday, University of Pretoria, Rhodes, and all the other set, VAT included, were going to the ground to say to students, yes, we're also worried about the future of the country. Yes, we're also worried about the future of the post-schooling and training sector. But we must remain united as students across board, across all political formations. We must remain united because our struggles are similar. Our struggles with those who even wear blue would be similar that I don't have accommodation. He also does not have residence to sleep. Beds are short in uh, campuses. Beds are not... Uh, student accommodation is expensive. And as far as it's frustrating, all of us, some of us are not qualifying, others are qualifying. So I'm saying, let's unite as students. Let's fight our struggles in unison. And South African Students Congress will organize all students in the country and marshal them to the strategic perspective and transformation that is in research, in education that is transformed, education that is free from colonial domination, education that is uh, free from uh, payment and uh, paying and buying, uh, free from that monetary exchange. Uh, so an education that is indeed free from even ideological stranglehold, because currently I just said uh, in Economics mm. 101 that marginal propensity to save must always exceed <laughs> to consume. Uh, sure. So, so I'm saying in South African Student Congress, the message is one. Let's unite as students with nothing to lose. And uh, thank you once again for taking time out to speak to us uh, this evening. Wish you and many of the students across our campuses all of the best. And uh, once again, Diabulele Mgadumkou.